Sips talks to inspirational and influential people to find out about their drinking journeys. Hosted by me, Emily Cyphers, founder of Sober and Social. I will talk to guests at all stages of their journey, offering different insights and perspectives from struggles to successes. Sober Sips gives you story and substance. I can't believe this is the last episode of Series 2. Thank you so much, Kalenio, for being our incredible sponsors. If you haven't tried their two amazing flavours, I really recommend that you do. They offer light and zesty or dark and spicy, and Kalenio really do bring the joy to not drinking. This week, I speak to Vas J. Morgan, TV personality, activist and magazine editor. We discuss what his drinking and drug taking days look like, embracing a sober social life and how he is dedicated to helping others. Let's dive in. Hello, Fast Jay Morgan. How are you? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be speaking to you right now to spread the joy of sober living. Yay, I'm so excited. And it's our last um, episode of the series as well. So I'm so excited to have you here as our last guest of series two. So thank you so much. Save the best till last. Always, of course. Um, for anyone that doesn't know you, would you just like to give a bit of a brief introduction who you are and what you do? So hi guys, I am Vass J. Morgan. Some people may know me from The Only Way is Essex, others may have seen me on Celebs Go Dating, but more recently I've launched a fashion magazine called Ting's Magazine. Our first cover was Sophia Ritchie, we've since gone on to have Paris Jackson, Five Sauce, Sway Lee, like loads of great covers and what the work I'm most proud of is my philanthropy. I own a school in Africa, which I funded with the Vass Morgan Foundation with help from so many generous and amazing people. And more recently, I launched the I Am Enough Fund, which is to give free mental health support to Black communities. Your work is incredible. Like, and I don't think people probably know enough of you, basically, and how much you do actually give back so could you just like tell me a little bit more about the Vaz J Morgan Foundation and then I am enough because I think they are both incredible and like actually helping the world be a better place thank you so much basically I went to Africa three years ago on a trip and I was exploring and what I come to find was that there was such a need for help there but not just to plump to pump money into the country, but to actually pump money into something that can help the people of Africa help themselves. So basically the education system is so bad there, which is why most of the higher higher jobs get given to expats and people that are not from Africa because the Africans are so undereducated. 70% of children in Africa are unable to go to school. And the ones that do go to school, the schools are so run down that they don't have the facilities to educate the children. So it's just a vicious cycle of poverty, basically. So I started building a school. Well, I started working with a school and like rebuilding the school with my own money. I built um, toilets. The school never had any bathrooms. They were like going to toilets in holes in the floor. I built bathrooms. I built them an IT room and bought 27 computers for the students. 
and helped them buy uh, clothes for the students. And then since then, I came back home and I did fundraising and I went back and now I'm in the process of building my own school there. And I have four schools now that I run with my own money. It's amazing. Thank you. Absolutely incredible. Like that is such an amazing achievement. And just tell us a little bit about I Am Enough because I think that's so important as well and it'd be good for more people to be able to hear about that. So actually I Am Enough Fund started as just a platform that I created when I went to rehab because when I was in rehab, the one thing that I discovered as a trigger for my using was that I didn't think I was enough, basically. I didn't value myself. I didn't I didn't know who I was and I was lost. So one of my biggest mantras that I came out of there was, I am enough. And that's helped me keep sober. So I do affirmations every morning and the main one is I am enough. So I started this platform and I wanted to share that with, with my followers on Instagram. So I started the platform on Instagram. Following the death of George Floyd last year, which launched the... BLM movement and, you know, the uprising of the Black voice, which was just beautiful to see. A big realisation I came to was that Black communities are some of the highest of um, communities that have mental health issues and some of the lowest of communities that have access to mental health resources. So I wanted to give those resources, the same resources that helped me get sober and that got me through my mental health journey, which I was so blessed and fortunate to take myself to one of the best rehabs in the world. I wanted to give some of that help to other black kids out there that would never have that access. So I launched the I Am Enough Fund and we raised £50,000 in like the first week and putting it towards giving black people help. Amazing. If there is anyone listening that like is like, I actually resonate with this and I need that help. What is the best way for someone to go about that and approach you and start the process? Honestly, with me, it's all hands on. Like I I just speak to people on the DMs on the I Am Enough um, platform on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I build relationships from there. And then I give to help to people that I feel genuinely need it. It's all personal relationships. Like, I just, I, I chat away on there to people. Amazing. So DM me on I Am Enough. The handle is at I Am Enough. Yes, please DM him if anyone is needing that extra support because it is such a huge area of, of where people do really need that added support. So thank you for sharing all your amazing work on that. I'm now going to just bring it back to you <laughs> and you as a person, where it all started um, with alcohol. And I always was one of the questions I frequently asked just because I think it's really interesting in terms of like where did your alcohol journey start do you remember the first time that you drank alcohol yeah I do because I started drinking very late I was sober just by choice because I didn't like the taste of alcohol until I was 25 26 and then around the time I started going out um in central London I was on a very like socialite type scene so people kept on offering me bowls all the time when I was out, I'd be on tables and everyone's like, have a bottle, have a bottle. So I started drinking vodka, Red Bull. That was my drink. And then it just started from there and it spiraled very quickly with me. Like I, I just like took to it very quickly from my first drink. It Because I didn't drink because I liked the taste of alcohol. I drink, I only drank because I really, really wanted to be smashed. I wanted to be in another universe because I wanted to remove myself from my reality. I didn't realise that at the time. 
But now looking back, that's what I was doing. I was removing myself from my reality. So I wouldn't go and have like one drink. I would I would be downing bottle from the bottle. You know, I was one of those type of people in the club just to get smashed. But I was like 25, so it was quite late for me. Yeah, that is really late, actually. I don't think I've ever had anyone on here that said that they started drinking at 25. Um, it's always been like, oh, 12 in the park or something. Whereas, yeah, no, you know, this is completely... This is a completely new story. It's actually amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you, really, having a healthy relationship with alcohol was never on the cards and it never really happened? Never happened. I never had a healthy relationship with alcohol. From from my first drink, it was blackout. Was it a very social type of drinking or did it start, you know, progressing to during the day, like a bit earlier? Like How did it kind of like progress as the drinking got worse? Well, the problem for me is that my drinking was always only social, but my whole life is social. So like I'm being social during the day, at night, like I'm in the entertainment industry. So it's social all day, every day, you know? So as a social drinker, I was drinking more than any other drinker because I'm so social. Yeah, your life literally is one whole social ride, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's one big social ride. So I was out back then as well when I was like 25, I was out seven days a week, literally seven days a week. And then in the daytime, I'd be hung, so hungover. I'd be dead until like 4 p.m. And I'd get up and I'd start drinking straight away. Mm. And I'd be back to the next night. For you, was drugs involved in your story? Yeah, heavily. But that didn't start until I was like 28. 28. And then do you think by doing, in progress. By doing drugs and alcohol, it became something that was kind of married together for you? Well, the craziest thing with me is that I was such a bad drunk that all my friends would find me so embarrassing because I was such a bad drunk. Like I'd be throwing up in the nightclub. I'd be passing out on the floor. Like there was three or four times where I woke up on Oxford Street. I woke up once outside Selfridges on the floor at like 2 p.m. like a homeless person genuinely woke up and I was like how did I get here so that happened to me like blackout like three or four times to where my friends were like you need to stop drinking that much but I just couldn't stop drinking that much I loved it you know so as a solution which is not a solution to anyone listening I was suggested have a line of cocaine right it sobers you up is what I was told so I started doing coke to sober me up from alcohol which really is so idiotic because to sober up from alcohol, the simple thing to do is to just not drink, right? Or to not drink as much or to maybe drink water. But my thing was, I'm going to get so blackout drunk to the point where I need Coke to sober me up. And that's when they sort of merged and married together. So, you know, I would associate Coke and alcohol. And then when I started doing cocaine, it'd be like, you know, 7am in the morning, two days later, and you've gone through eight bottles of vodka without realising it because the Coke sort of numbs the feeling of alcohol. So you don't realise you're drunk, mm. which is what's so crazy about it. It's just such a horrible, horrible, horrible habit that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Yeah. And it certainly takes you on a spiral and something that started off as perhaps, you know, social actually turns something quite dark and actually quite devastating in your life that you kind of really can't, you don't know how to get out of. Three years on now. You are, well, over three years, you are sober, which is amazing. But I'm getting really upset. Sorry, getting really upset. I don't know why. That's okay. Oh my God, it just made me think of all these horrible times in my life. And it is emotional. Oh God, it was so horrible, so dark. Mm -hmm. I feel you. But yeah, I'm three years sober, over three years, 
I'm three years, four months sober. It's amazing. Yeah, something like that. Absolutely incredible. And, you know, just even like just going there again, like to those awful spaces, like just think how different your life is now, how different you are as a human being and just like how much going sober, it's so much more than just putting a drink or a drug down, transforms you as a human being and transforms everyone around you and your whole life. It's incredible. So for you, obviously it, it did get to a point of devastation where you had to stop. How how did you get sober? I went to rehab. I was very fortunate that, you know, I was able to afford a, a beautiful setting and scenario and the best therapy in the world to address the trauma that drove me to the point of, you know, my lowest point. And what I realised was that alcohol was never my problem. Drugs was never my problem. I was my problem. And as soon as I fixed me, I no longer needed what I thought was a solution, which was alcohol and drugs to remove me from my reality. I, I built a reality that I, was, that I loved and that I could be proud of. And once I had done that, I no longer needed to remove myself from it. So I just have no urge to drink. And how long were you in rehab for? Four months. Was it a step programme? Yeah, it was. It was um, CBT. Yeah. You know, it was just incredible. I did trauma therapy at the same time. I went to a rehab that specialised in gay trauma. Mm-hmm. So it was, I was with all gays, addicts. And so it was just a very unique experience. Something that I'd never, ever had thought of was such a big problem in my life was accepting my sexuality, accepting myself, mm. loving myself. Um, and I left there, you know, a whole different person. And my whole life has changed so tremendously since that since getting sober you know that's why I launched the Vast Morgan Foundation the Iron Manor Foundation because I do want to give back because I'm just so grateful for the life that I now have I'm just so 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 fortunate sobriety is honestly the best gift I could have ever been given in my life yeah it is the best the best present you can give yourself and other people around you for sure it is. Uh, it's great you don't need to buy people Christmas presents anymore because you're like hey I'm sober I am your present yeah exactly (laughs) that's so true um so in terms of like the day-to-day then you got back from rehab did you need any extra support when you came back or you rehab mic drop done don't need anything day-to-day or is there things that you could say that you do daily that really do help support you staying sober yeah I mean after rehab I did like six months of going to meetings Every single day. Mm-hmm. And now today, I'd say the thing that keeps me sober is support system and speaking, talking to people. Um, any emotion I feel, I will ring my friends and I'll talk them through it. If I feel like I need to drink, I'll ring a friend and I'll talk to them as before I was going through it alone. Like I was sitting in hotel rooms on my own for days, days, like four days, like banging on drugs, alcohol, like so lost. That would never happen to me now because I have so many people that check in on me. I wouldn't even be able to get away with disappearing for four days. Like my support system's so strong and and so present. So that's the most important thing I would say to anyone trying to stay sober is support system. Yeah, I agree. And what have you noticed to be your biggest benefits of sobriety? Being able to feel everything. Not, Not being numb anymore. Being able to process high emotions low emotions if I feel sad it's fine it's okay because it's a good feeling to feel because it it makes me feel alive and I know that it's a passing feeling 
and that all emotions come in waves and swinging roundabouts and, you know, happiness doesn't last forever and either the sadness. So feeling those feelings is just such a blessing. I never used to feel anything because mm. I was so numb all the time. Yeah, it is really like life is in HD once you, yeah. once you get sober. And also I would say having fun. I have so much fun. I'm the life and soul of every party. Everyone always thinks I'm smashed. I'm like, no, I'm sober. This is just me because I'm so, so, so confident now. And I'm so like sure of myself without having to be drunk that I have so much fun. So that is such a blessing being sober is getting to actually have real fun and remember it and wake up and be like, I feel fresh. (laughs) No hangover. Yeah. Waking up with no hangover every morning never, never gets old. I don't care how long I'll be sober for. It will never get old waking up. And actually, do you not going to bed? Because I never used to go to bed. So the fact that I go to bed every night now, I'm like, oh my God, I've actually experienced sleep and waking up feeling like a fresh human being, which just didn't have that before. And it's such a such a gift every morning. Yeah, you know, my biggest thing is that I used to go out, not have fun. And I'd be like, okay, I'll just get drunk and then it'll be fun, right? Mm. Whereas now if I go out and it's not fun, I just go home. Like, stop trying to make things fun. If it's not fun, just go home. Alcohol's not the answer, you know? Yeah, 100%. And I'm in bed at a normal hour. Like, And even when I go to bed super late, I know that the worst thing I'm going to wake up tomorrow is tired, you know? Mm-hmm. But you can get through being tired. Hangover, not so much. No, agreed. And I always kind of look at it like this, like when I was drinking, right, just because we were drinking and taking drugs, it didn't mean your night was great. And just the same in sobriety, just because you've gone out sober doesn't mean your night is going to be great. Some nights just aren't that enjoyable. And a lot of the night is down to the people, the atmosphere, the music, how you're feeling. And it's okay because some nights it's just not in alignment. But what you can do when you're sober, like you said, is go home, wake up fresh versus drink more, take more drugs, have regrets, feel depressed, have poor mental health, have bad finances, probably not going to work, do something that you wish that you didn't do, all of these things. Like, it's just not worth it when you could just go home and just be like, okay, next week I'll probably have a good night. But, you know, there's this pressure of every time we're out, it has to be good. But life isn't like that. And it's not because you're sober that it's shit. It's just because sometimes in life, not every, not every night is fun. Exactly. And what advice would you give to anyone that is struggling with their sobriety right now? I would say take one day at a time. Don't think, I need to be sober for the rest of my life or I need to be sober this week. Just get through today. Mm. Just sell yourself just for today. I can be sober. Just get through today. That's the most important thing ever. Lots of people think too far ahead and that's what makes you anxious, right? Your anxiety is, is fear of the future, and depression is um, sadness of the past. Just live in today, live in the present, get through mm-hmm. today. Yeah, that is that is generally the best best advice because I think so many people think, oh, they have to do this forever and how are they going to do this situation in six months' time or whatever it might be. But it's just like, you know, those situations will come, you'll be able to deal with them, but the only thing that matters right now is that you stay sober for this second and then the next second and then that second will be a day you know and then you wake up again and you start again and yeah I think especially in the early days it is just being super kind to yourself with that and yeah not looking not looking far ahead because it can seem quite scary and what were people's reactions because 
as we've said, you are a very social being. Your life did revolve around socialising and it still pretty much does, of course, when we can socialise again. What do people say now that you're sober? Has it affected your social life? Or do you think it's better now you're sober? People love me so much more because I'm no longer a liability. No one has to sort of like look after me for the night. Um, no one realises I'm sober because like I say, I'm so energetic and crazy on a night out and I'm the first one on the dance floor and the last person to go to bed that people don't even realize I'm sober. At the beginning, people were like, mm, they felt uncomfortable drinking around me and doing drugs around me. But I think now they realize that I, I, I'm so sort of repulsed by that anyway. Like, I don't judge anyone that does that, but I'm so for myself personally repulsed by it. Like, I've sort of brainwashed myself to realize that I'm allergic to alcohol and drugs and it's just not for me, that I'm not tempted at all. People will drink in front of me now. Mm. but people's reactions were just very much that fearful about drinking in front of me yeah so in some ways it's going sober has actually enhanced your social life yeah and you know a lot of people now like especially when they're out with me they won't drink because they're like oh if you can do it I can do it so they haven't gone sober but a lot of my friends who I who like I won't say who but they they need to be sober and I don't want to go out to people and say you're an addict because it's everyone's personal journeys are their own and it's for themselves mm-hmm. to realize so I will like advise them to calm down but it's not my prop- my place to be like go to rehab but I like to influence them by showing them that they can have so much fun without alcohol so now a lot of my friends when they come out of me they don't get smashed yeah it's amazing actually when you go sober how many people feel like inspired by your sobriety yeah suddenly coming out with you on a night out and actually being oh can I have a a lovely AFB you're like oh yeah didn't ever think that that would be your thing but it it is and actually like builds your like friendships and connections I think actually on a lot deeper level being sober yeah it does we're coming out of lockdown here in the UK and one of the biggest thing that keeps coming up over and over again is sober socializing what are your biggest tips to go out and socialize sober and have fun because I know a lot of people have gone sober in lockdown and actually it's quite a it's quite a daunting thing for them to suddenly go out I would say choose your settings and your surroundings very carefully like you don't want to throw yourself straight into like some crazy nightclub with you know a bunch of friends who love to drink go somewhere a bit more chilled somewhere that has good music because with good music you don't need alcohol you can vibe off the music and go with people who support and love you and who are not going to encourage you to drink because we've all got those friends that are like have one shot have one shot and I still have those friends today who know I'm sober who will say to me you know insensitively have a shot have a shot and you're like "Mm, no I'm strong enough to say no but choose who you go out with very carefully I would say Mm. Yeah, and I think especially in the early days as well, it can be it can be a daunting a daunting thing. Yeah. And also, I always think as well, just don't put that expectation on yourself that you have to stay the whole night. Like, if you only want to go for an hour, just go for an hour. Like, it's fine to just leave. Oh yeah, I love an Irish goodbye. Oh yeah, it's the best, isn't it? <laughs> it's always what I used to do when I I like doing it at like eight pm though, because <laughs> before it'd always be at like one am. I'm like, no, I need to go to bed. Thank you very much. Nine so nine pm bedtime. <laughs> get my beauty sleep which I never used to get so 2021 what obviously we couldn't predict 2020 but say we're going to have a a normal year and um, what does it have in store for you what do you want to achieve what are the goals so 
on a personal level, I want to I want to grow and con- continue to share my experiences with the world, my experiences of mental health and sobriety, and through through my foundations. Um, business wise, I'm launching a clothing company, which is I'm really excited about. I just want to share happiness. Honestly, I want I just want to be happy, and I want to share that with the world. That's all I want for this year. Has so much sadness in 2020 that I hope 2021 brings more light and more love into everyone's homes and that's what I hope for everyone not just myself yay well you've definitely brought more light into my home on this on this morning so thank you so much thank you (laughs) and I'm sure you can do it for other people like you. you are just like a radiant like positive happy high vibe human like even though we're only on um online together we're not IRL I can literally feel your um, like energy and happiness through my screen. So, so it really has, it has been a joy to see you today. Thank you. I'm going to bring us on to a quick fire round, which I do with every guest. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, are you ready for the quick fire? I'm ready. Okay, let's do this. Um, what is your favorite alcohol free drink? I would say night in, water, night out, Red Bull. Boom. Right. Life mantra. I am enough. Of course. What else? <laughs> Silly question, really. <laughs> um, most inspirational person you've ever met and why? That's such a hard question. I would say Andre Leon Talley because he was one of the first black men to be accepted in high fashion. Mm-hmm. And he's inspired me to follow my own fashion journey, my own fashion dreams. And he told me as a young black boy that I can do it. And so he really inspired me. I would say as on my sober journey, Kate Moss, because she probably was the face of using for a long, 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 long time. And now she's over three years sober. She was sober maybe four months before me. And she inspired me because I thought if Kate Moss can do it, I can bloody do it. I often think that as well. Like, <laughs> if Mossy can do it, so can I. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll say Andre and Kate Moss. Okay, amazing. They are two great names there. Thank you for sharing that. And what is your favourite ever sober night out you've ever been on? Oh my God, honestly, every night. I can't even, like... Uh, every night I go out so much over the last three years I've had fun every night okay that's amazing I can't even pick one specific night that's fine just every night is a fun night with Fast Day Morgan every night yeah one big fun night this is great this gives so much hope for people want going sober and thinking oh I can never socialize again honestly just just try it just try it for one night and if you do you know what just hit me up come out I'll take you on a sober night out And I'll prove to you that you do not need alcohol because you know what? You are enough. You are. And I think you might have just put yourself forward to host a sober and social night out in London. Down. I'm so down for it. Okay, perfect. We are going to, we're going to be back with a bang, aren't we, in socialising? Because you're going to be our, our literal like tour guide. Yeah. (laughs) The Pope of Sober Socialising in London. So that's nice out. <laughs> exactly. Okay, amazing. Well, I'm so glad that we've signed you up for an event. So thank you for that. 
<laughs> thank you so much for being an amazing guest on Sober Sits today it really has been so great to see you speak to you and just hear your story and all your amazing advice thank you so much for having me and thank you everyone for listening thank you thank you thank you Bass for being our last guest of the series and taking us out with a bang if you want to follow his journey please do so on at Vass J Morgan Thank you all so much for tuning into this series and to all of our amazing guests. If you want to keep up to date with me, please do so on at I am Emily Cyphers. And a big tropical shout out to our season sponsors, Kalenio. I look forward to seeing you all back here soon for another series of Sober Sips. <laughs>